From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Tuesday, April 26, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. COVID cases are climbing in Ohio and across the country, but a doctor in central Ohio is not sounding alarm bells about it. Dr. Joseph Castaldo specializes in infectious disease for Ohio Health and says while cases are up, that's not the number he's watching. This past Omicron in Ohio with the Omicron surge, we had over 20,000 cases a day. Yes, in the community, cases are up a little bit, but on average, there are about 900 cases a day. So numbers in the community are way lower, but they are up a little bit. However, hospitalizations, the lagging indicators really haven't gone up at all. He says there are ways now to deal with the onset of COVID. If you have an at-risk condition and you have COVID-19, regardless of your vaccination status, what is your plan to get Paxlovid or the monoclonal antibodies. We have these medications and we really want to get them to people who could benefit from them. Gastaldo says the vaccines work at preventing hospitalizations and the amount of drugs to keep COVID-19 in check are in good supply. Toledo is coming off a record of 70 homicides last year and is focused on troubled areas to try to reduce that number. Here's ONN's Michael Sandlin. We've seen 11 homicides this year in the greater Toledo area, down compared to last year's numbers, which saw 19 homicides at this same time. North Toledo has seen the most death, with four homicides in his neighborhood. This, as North Toledo was already in the spotlight, the mayor launched his laser campaign in January. These are targeted raids by Toledo police to remove guns from the streets, and they collected more than 52 guns, 212 people were arrested, and $270,000 worth of illegal drugs were collected during a two-week time period. Reporting in downtown Toledo, I'm Michael Stanley. Ohio's Republican U.S. Senator Rob Portman is calling on the Biden administration to do more to support the war effort in Ukraine. Portman says the Russians have failed to take Kiev but are trying to take control of eastern Ukraine. Sanctions for energy transactions don't go into effect against Russian banks, including the VTB Bank, until June 24th. Those sanctions ought to go into place right now. They should have gone into place weeks ago. Today, the United Nations Secretary General met with Russian President Vladimir Putin for the first time since the war began. Cleveland is leading the nation this year in the number of home foreclosures. Here's ONN's Brandon Simmons. The new data comes from Adam, the parent company of RealtyTrack. In metro areas with a population of at least 200,000 people, Cleveland is number one, with one in every 535 housing units affected. Michael Goldberg of Case Western Reserve University agrees with other experts who believe pandemic assistance programs coming to an end is affecting foreclosure rates. When you got to feed your family and, and fill your car up with gas to get to work, um, it makes making that mortgage payment harder. I'm Brandon Simmons. More information has come out about five elementary school students in the Columbus suburb of Upper Arlington who got sick after eating a non-school food item. Here's ONN's Lindsay Mills. Court documents reveal a 10-year-old student found marijuana edibles at her home and brought them to school. Her father, Scott Maker, is charged with endangering children, possession of drugs and obstruction in connection to this incident. Court records state Maker's 10-year-old daughter found the 50-milligram tablets of THC edibles in the family's kitchen cabinet and took them to school after mistaking them for leftover Easter candy. I'm Lindsay Mills. Some buildings were damaged, but no injuries reported when a weak tornado touched down yesterday afternoon in Lorraine County, about 10 miles southeast of Illyria. Here's ONN's Lydia Aspara. 
It hit here about 2.15 is what people here are telling me. The roof came flying off from a building that is a storage facility. But then there was another part of that, the ceiling. There is a ceiling underneath the roof. So the ceiling stayed. There is some minimal damage inside of that building. But because the ceiling is still intact... Luckily, the people were able to save their boats, their cars, whatever they have in there, memorabilia. Even though it was like an EF0, there's a lot of damage. The National Weather Service in Cleveland says the tornado's top winds were about 80 miles per hour. South Mass Island, which includes the resort town of Putten Bay, is preparing for the busy summer season, as is the ferry service. Here's Amy Steigerwald. At the Putin Bay Chamber of Commerce say everything is on track to open as scheduled on the island this summer. While there have never been really any major staffing issues throughout the pandemic here at the Jet Express, officials tell me it was somewhat of a struggle, particularly last summer. However, their general manager says this summer they have been able to fill some of those roles for the first round of trips next week. However, there are opportunities for onboarding crew members, ticket workers at the docks and onshore crew. Amy Speckerwald is in Port Clinton. St. Joseph Parish School in Cuyahoga Falls is closing at the end of the school year because of declining enrollment. The pre-K through 8th grade school near Akron has been around for nearly 100 years. The first all-private crew to travel to the International Space Station completed its mission yesterday. The SpaceX Dragon Endeavor capsule splashed down in the Atlantic Ocean near Jacksonville. They spent 17 days in space. They were only supposed to be there for eight. But weather issues on Earth delay the return. Dayton businessman Larry Connor was the mission pilot. My thanks to you, everybody, all the people who have supported us around the world. Just an amazing job and amazing mission. SpaceX is contracted to fly three more Axiom astronaut missions to the International Space Station over the next two years. The Wilds is open for the season this weekend. Beginning at 10 a.m. Sunday, the Safari Park in southeast Ohio says guests can once again enjoy all it has to offer. That includes wildlife tours, a zip line, and horseback rides. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.